he is closer to either getting an offer or having one already than any of the other candidates. Like, he came in for a second interview Sunday into Monday. Where things stand now, he is closer to getting that job than anyone, and he has gone back to Los Angeles, and that's where things stand. Do you like it? Do you like uh, Nick Haley as the OC of the Patriots? I, I would say I've been underwhelmed overall by the search. I think part of this is everyone dealing with the reality of the Patriots franchise and going, you're not going to get the top guys. They're not coming here unless you pay them top dollar. Nick Haley was the obvious choice all along, and sometimes even through this whole search, you land in the place where you started. I think it would be fine. Thinks it'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Nick Kaylee to the Patriots. No updates today, right? We haven't seen anything on the offensive coordinator search? Not yet. Nope. We talked yesterday how much the whole league just hates the idea of working here and looks like an unattractive job and a terrible job and some of the candidates were met with shoulder shrugs. That's what Giardi wrote yesterday from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. And still no news on the Patriots' offensive coordinator. Maybe Josh McDaniels will get in the mix. Maybe it's Nick Cayley. Maybe it's one of these McVay-Shanahan guys. But I think the bigger question, and this is something we could talk to Tommy Curran about, NBC Sports Boston, when he joins us about a half an hour from now, at 3.30 each and every Thursday, mark it down. I think the bigger discussion is, is New England a destination where people want to work? I think it would be fun. Are people afraid of working here and taking the job there? And why is it? Is it crafts being hands-on? Is it, well, if they'll shove Bill Belichick out the door, what chance do I have? Is it Mayo? And on top of that, I wonder what the actual working environment is like. I wonder if there's a vision. Like, all these things tied together, is that why no one seemingly wants this job? And as Arkan's been saying all week, Mego, they may have to go to, like, their fourth or fifth or maybe lower option. Someone like Nick Cayley, who I don't think the league is exactly beating down the door for. Yeah, I'm still of the mind that I'm not going to knock them for taking their time with this process and interviewing as many guys as they have. But I will say, if people are not interested in this job, it's probably because the job doesn't have a whole lot of capability to make you look good. Or at least make you look good in a couple years if you want to be a head coach somewhere. Because you know the process is to be... You know, some kind of assistant, pass game coordinator, and then you go to be an uh, offensive coordinator, and then you get up, you get sniped up by somebody as head coach. Like, I think that this rebuild is going to take several years. And if you're the offensive coordinator overseeing it, and you take the wrong quarterback, I'm not saying the offensive quarter is picking the quarterback, but whoever the GM is with the Patriots picks the quarterback, and it's the wrong guy, it's not just. The head coach, like we talked about before with Gerard Mayo, whose job may be at expense there. It's also the offensive coordinator. We're oh, totally. just talking about what happened in Chicago. Totally. Heads will roll. There's a lot of risk there. And when you look at what's available in terms of talent around it, yeah, they have a lot of money to spend in free agency. But Arcan, like we were talking about this before the show this morning, and I, you sent it in our Slack, and I think you touched on this. How far is the money in free agency going to get you far. towards the talent that you – well. How much are you going to need to overpay? Because you're oh. going to overpay. Well, yeah. Are you going to need to overpay drastically yes. when you're competing with other teams who are in better situations yeah. for offensive talent? Big time. Yeah. And is Kraft going to want to be willing to do that? I think Kraft will, but I think you're onto something, Arkan, with if they're trying to go get Mike Evans or someone like that, and there's somebody else out there with a whole lot of free agency money, 
they're probably in a better they're probably in a better offensive situation than you. If yeah. that's somebody at the end of their career but, who wants to compete for something. But again. is Mike Evans going to Mike Evans didn't get his contract from Tampa. So is Mike Evans going to go take a discount to play with Mahomes? He might. But if you're offering him the most money, my guess is he would come here. Just a guess. And that's just using him as a specific example. But, yeah, you might be right, Arkan. They might have to drastically overpay. And that's probably not the greatest business. But I don't really care about their business. I don't really care about their bottom line. They need to get talent here. And that, but, that but accounts my, for the coaching. That accounts for the players on the field. My point is, I don't think this is a culture problem for New England. I don't think that it's a terrible destination for being New England. I think that their talent is so depleted and they're, it's the starting from scratch in this rebuild. I wouldn't underestimate. That there's way too much risk for a lot of guys who are trying to get their career going over the next three years to be a head coach somewhere else. I wouldn't underestimate people looking at shoving Bill out the door. And, like, I, Arkan, you've said this before. I don't know if you've made the direct line to, to Bill, but they don't – no one wants the Red Sox job either. Right. And it's because of how they treat people and how they churn through people. And I think Bill deserved to lose his job. Turned through Bill. He was there for 25 years. No, no, no. But, I, but the, the view on the Patriots would be if they shoved out Bill four years after, you know, winning a Super Bowl, five years after winning a Super Bowl, then, like, what chance do I have? And that may have people hesitating. Oh, I don't, come on. It's like, welcome to the NFL. Okay, but I don't, but I don't think Seven it's, coaches a year lose their jobs. Mego, the owner matters. The owner matters when you're taking these jobs. I don't think it's the shadow of Bill. I think it's wondering if Kraft is going to get trigger happy. And if you're a coordinator, same thing with Mayo taking that job. I mean, I think that's – I wonder if that's what's holding people up. Yeah, and you have seen – you know, Gerard Mayo did it. Gerard Mayo turned down interviews for head coaching jobs to stay here and be the nebulous linebackers coach. You're seeing it this year. Ben Johnson and some of these other offensive – Bobby Slowick, they're staying with their teams. They're staying there because they don't like the landscape, and that's for head coaching jobs. Think about it with the offensive coordinator. If you're an offensive coordinator uh, candidate and you're worth anything, what do you want to go to the Patriots for? I wouldn't. You know, and listen, let me just say this. If Nick Cayley, if Nick freaking Cayley turns them down. He won't. But if he does, he Jones. Won't. He won't. He's their safety school. He won't. Okay, but if he does, I mean, think about it. Like, where do you go from there? I think it would be fine. Okay, if they go to, I don't think it would be, I mean, look, I think it'd be fine if they got turned down by Nick Cayley, but my guess is they'd go to Josh, which I also hate. Well. <laughs> the, the, Nick Cayley's about the only candidate, I'm sorry, uh, the only way I would be okay with Nick Cayley is if I knew the alternative was Josh McDaniels. You would take Nick Cayley over Josh? Yes. I would take Josh. Josh, Josh, to me, you want to talk about becoming toxic. Josh McDaniels is toxic. I want nothing to... The league doesn't want anything to do with him for a reason. I want nothing to do with him. So, no, Nick Cayley's their safety school. And I would imagine... I've, I've thought since reset it the other day, uh, or wrote it over the weekend. I, I forget what it was. It was trending towards him getting the job or whatever. I think Nick Cayley's going to be the guy. And I, I hate that. I And I get what you're saying, Mego. At least they went through a process and they interviewed people and they brought in different ideas. And maybe you catch a stray idea. But if you end up with Nick Cayley at the end of the day, I don't feel great about that search. And something tells me either you went through a real process and everybody said no, or you didn't really go through a real process. This is the guy you wanted and you put on some dog and pony show because people hated the Gerard Mayo search so much or the lack of a search that they decided to do this just for show. I think people would be way more confident about that second scenario, but I don't think that's what happened. I think they cast a wide net and they really wanted yeah, but if some you of cast, these guys. If you cast a wide net, how do you end up with Nick Cayley? 
because it's such a dire situation for the offense here. They were one of the worst offenses in the league, and what are they bringing in that looks better so far? Okay, but if he's... We've talked about a million names. Has Nick Mm -hmm. Cayley ever been at the top of your list? No. Me neither. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm agreeing with you that I think Nick Cayley is probably, I I don't know, but probably far down the list. I think there's a reason why, if you listen, there's a lot of smoke around Nick Cayley and Josh McDaniels over the last week. I think what you can take from there, if you're trying to predict anything, is that this wasn't a popular destination for people without very strong New England connections or experience. But I think that has to do with they just got nothing on their roster and you're going to watch them spend in free agency and you're going to take the risk of a first-round quarterback, which can really make or break your entire career. 617-779-7937. Speaking of the quarterback, Tim in Hanover wants to weigh in on that. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, guys, a quick switch up on your Red Sox thing, too. They paid Devas because they had so much pressure put on them. These guys were asked in the interview from your station about uh, trading the, the socks, and they never answered it. They, Selling? But they were calling other guys liars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. So we, anyways, long you, story Hang on, short. but Tim, 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 Tim. You said trading. You meant you meant selling the Red Sox, right? They traded, the, yeah. they traded the franchise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're right, Jonesy. Gotcha. All right. So that's that. They're going to they're gonna probably sell, and they and they got nothing to lose because they can get rid of Trev. Uh, uh, Devers for uh, money, and, th- and then lose a little bit on it. That's it. But here's the draft. The draft. If they don't draft Marvin Haverson because of uh, another quarterback or whatever, they're going backwards. They're going to start the same way that they just come out of. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of good linemen in that draft that can keep their costs down. I mean, serious pickings this yeah, year. Yeah, so look, I'm not, I'm not in on an offensive lineman. Maybe at in three. the second or third round. I don't hate the Marvin Harrison idea. I just, I prefer the quarterback. Marvin Haverson. I'm sorry, Marvin Haverson. <laughs> so I, I, it's not like I'm anti-Marvin Harrison. I just, I want, I want these quarterbacks over that because I think it's a bigger need. And I'm not afraid to roll the dice on a quarterback. If you miss, you miss. And you dip back in in two years. And I, I don't think that's the end of the world. Because if you're waiting, if you're waiting a year or two to draft the quarterback anyway, what the hell? And to me, Marvin Harrison. Haverson. I'm sorry, Haverson is worthless without a quarterback. Worthless. So, what good is he? I, I need the quarterback first. Rondo is on block island. Wow, is this his uh, one call from jail? Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. Rondo, go ahead. Hey, this is Rondo. How are you all doing? Hey, Rondo. You're doing great, Rondo. Tough week for I you. Have, uh, good, doing great. Uh, yeah. I just want to ask you a question about the quarterback situation. You sound different, the dilemma. Rondo. Let him get his question out. Go ahead, Rondo. <laughs> I have more Rondo. Drew. Well, you were talking about uh, Justin Fields, the possibility of maybe going out trying to get him. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but in terms of quarterback rating, he was ranked 23rd this year. What about going after someone like Jake Browning, who was ranked 7th in quarterback rating? Jake Browning? I think that tells you quarterback rating is not the no! end all be all. <laughs> I, look, I, I Jake Browning played how many games? Like five or six games. Uh, if you want to bring in Jake Browning uh, as like your potential, played nine games. Veteran to he played that many mm-hmm. as your God, potential what a bad NFL season. Yeah, but if you, if you want to bring him in as your potential veteran to like a rookie, fine. But like I'm not putting eggs in that basket. But Justin Fields, to his point about quarterback rating, which to me is more relevant than Jake Browning, Rondo from Block Island, um, sell Block Island. <laughs> You know, I told you, you I had more. I see that. Just let him rattle. <laughs> no, but see, the, see that one was funny. The other yeah, ones, the I'm like, I don't, that, but that one was good. Uh, when it comes to Justin Fields and quarterback, he didn't break out the way I thought. 
And so I love Justin Fields when he came into the league. I've been high on him for the last year. I have more questions about him now than I did. But if the Patriots don't like Drake May or Jaden Daniels, then they're going to have to get a quarterback somewhere else to me. And Fields is one of those options. So you can jump in on this at Jones and Mego. Uh, it's our big question of the day. 617-779-7937. You can call us as well. Should the Patriots trade for Justin Fields? We'll ask this to Tommy Curran, along with some thoughts on the Patriots rebuild. How long is it going to take? Is this place still a destination? Doesn't really feel like it. And on top of that, we should get to Tom Brady Sr.'s comments about Bill Belichick. I'm sure Curran has some thoughts on that. That's after trending with Arkin. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. I think this is so disrespectful to Rob Gronkowski. If you're beholden to the numbers and you put them on the screen and you just go back, okay, fine. But if you watched football and watched what Gronk was at the height of his powers, I, we, th- we say this a lot, that a guy defies physics. Oh, this guy dunked and he defied... Rob Gronkowski, to me, defied physics. He should not have been that big, that athletic, with that soft of hands, able to block like a lineman, catch like a receiver. Travis Kelsey is a great catcher of the football and compiles numbers. The greatest tight end of all time is that guy right there, going into the end zone with no care for his body. That's part of why it just broke down. So, so like, I, to me, he is incomparable. Let's just clear out and let Arkan have his take here. Uh, I mean, Arkan loves Tony Gonzalez. No, I just, the only reason I wanted to play this, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I saw this being chatted about last night on Early Edition. Andy, Har- Phil Perry said he thinks Gronk is a better receiver than Travis. T- take blocking out of it. He mm. thinks Gronk is a better receiver than Travis Kelsey. And so all of this feels like a very direct affront to me. I got yelled at the other night about this take on BST that Gronk is greater than Kelsey. I'm sorry, that Kelsey is greater than Gronk, rather. I I don't think that's anything approaching a hot take. That Kelsey is, if you disagree, that's fine. I don't think it's anything approaching a hot take. And I'd imagine most of the country probably agrees here in New England. You're a little more... uh, Biased. Territorial about it, biased. But I think most of the country agrees. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. Is it becoming a football hardo take to go with Gronk and say Kelsey doesn't block? Well, yeah, I think so. And it's like, oh, okay. Because I feel that way, but I also don't want to be grouped with those when people. We talk, when we talk about, so like to me, the blocking's just so overrated. It's like, to, like when Zeke got signed, everybody's like, oh my God, he's so great in pass protection. I don't care. I don't care at all. Yeah, but I don't care. And okay, I don't get, but yeah, other fat people lot of good do. That did. Yeah, exactly. Mac and Jones I, and, and Billy Zappi. And I don't yeah. care about a wide receiver who blocks either. It's like, oh, these wide receivers block. I don't care. Can they catch? Nikhil Harry, great block. Yeah, seriously. So like, I don't care about any of that. And I just feel very, very consistent about all of it. Like, does blocking matter somewhere? I guess. But I want my tight end to be able to catch the ball and make plays. And Well, Gronk did that too. He did. But at some point, what are we talking about? We're talking about something I met you in the middle on, I feel like. You said, well, Gronk at his peak might have been better than Kelsey. Freaky talent at his peak. Is Mahomes at his peak better than Brady? Yeah. Okay. Do we talk about Mahomes versus Brady that way? I feel like I'm going to get death threats now. Okay, but like Patrick Holmes. Mahomes at his peak. I think he threw threw 50 touchdowns his first year as a starter. So like, Mahomes at his peak. Is he better than Tom Brady? Maybe. At at Brady's peak or Brady altogether? Brady's peak. I don't know. I think 07 Brady's better than Mahomes. I don't know. I don't know. And so, but I think it's different. My point is, that's not how we talk about it. We're just like, oh, well, Brady was better. And if Kelsey gets another ring, he's going to match Gronk in rings. Gronk technically has four, but he didn't play in 2016. So the team won without him. I actually think that's a strike against Gronk. 
if Kelsey wins two Sundays from now, he's going to have the same amount of championships. And it's like all the blocking in the world, who cares? It's not like it's not like Kelsey's lack of blocking, quote unquote. It's not like that was the difference between winning and losing. It's not like Kelsey was a loser. Like Tony Gonzalez was a loser. That's a loser player. Okay. And like maybe his blocking or lack thereof, it it, it was it added to the team's inability. So like I was waiting for Arkin to jump in here. Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez and like a bunch of guys who never won squat. Maybe it comes up somewhere with those guys. But we didn't like, get to play with the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived. Okay, again. Oh, yeah, it's just a small detail. Travis Kelsey was a, an all-pro without Patrick Oh, Mahomes. yeah, and how many championships did he win without him? Okay, before... Is that zero? It's zero. Zero, right. Yeah, he made the playoffs. Okay. He won playoff games. Tony Gonzalez never made the playoffs? No, I don't think he won a lot of playoff games. Look it up for me. I don't think he won a lot of playoff games. So, Kelsey was productive before he got Patrick Mahomes, and yeah, he started winning with Patrick Mahomes. Fine. But... The idea that like Kelsey over Gronk is a hot take, I I feel I that's offensive to me. Like the idea that the, you can't pot you can't possibly be better than Gronk because he didn't block. Why that, is that offensive to you? Because it's it's at least a debate. It's at bare minimum a it debate. It is a debate. Thank I you. understand you can make the debate. People so don't like you making the debate in New England okay, but it because be, they're territorial about fine. it. That's why they're calling you a hot take. Okay, if you it. disagree, that's completely fine. It could be Gronk. It I disagree. It can't be Tony Gonzalez. But the difference is, I respectfully okay, disagree. but but like. But the thing that Andy Hart is saying, and I love Andy. He's on tonight with Keith. But, like, the thing he's saying, which is what you said, like, well, Gronk at his peak is better. I agree with that. Gronk mm-hmm. at his peak was better than Kelsey. But, I'm starting to rethink what I said about the but I just, I don't, But I don't sit here and say all of a sudden, oh, well, uh, some quarterback flashed for a year. Like, is that how we talk about it? A guy at his peak? Or do we talk about the full body of work with Brady? The full body of work for Kelsey greater than the full body but of work for But the full Gronk. body of work for Brady is just not going to be replicated. I really don't think so. Whether you're talking about the championships or you're talking about the length of time that he was just the most elite quarterback, I don't think it's going to be replicated. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to do that. So if you're talking about, hey, I can plug in this person at their peak in one game, like must-win game, who do you go with? Do you go with Kelsey or Gronk? Yeah, I would go with Kelsey. I would go with Gronk. Come on, you would go with Gronk. Bego, Gronk could get hurt on the second play. He could get hurt blocking <laughs> on an extra point. So, like, I don't know that I'm going to okay, have him for Kelsey the whole game. could, too. Okay, he could. He doesn't. Again, do you want Kelsey's game log? I gave it to you the other like, day. I, you're, okay, you're changing the rules on so, me, though. No, I'm not. Like, you're making it like anything is possible. I'm asking you, at their peak, and they're healthy yeah. for them, and you can plug them into one game, which tight end are Kelsey. you going with? I don't know the Gronk's going to I think you're changing your I don't, answer now. I don't think... I mean, first of all, you've I think cha- you're doubling down because you're getting all, mad. No, first of all, Mego, you've changed the question. But second of all, I don't know the... I don't well, know the Gronk's... You're, you're is Gronk going to survive the game? What if he gets broken in half like that safety from Seattle broke him in half? Like, you know... So Kelsey doesn't miss games, and that that should be a check. That's a major check mark for Brady. You're getting me over all these other quarterbacks. I know. There. So like, I'm look. Like, uh, now comparing him, to, comparing him to Tony Gonzalez, uh, you know Gronk. That's insulting. I agree with that. Is Gronk insulted, Arkan? Gronk should be insulted to be compared to Tony Gonzalez. That's insulting. Why? Because Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Ryan just dropped this in. Tony Gonzalez played in seven playoff games. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So. So. <laughs> so what? He didn't have good quarterbacks. Okay. I don't. I just. I disagree with. Oh, that. I'm sorry. I remember. Yeah. I, I forgot. Rob had, Gronkowski taking the team to the playoffs all by himself. He had a future MVP. No, no. Gronk only played with Brady. So this yeah. this argument is more valid with Gronk, not with Kelsey, who again was making the playoffs with Alex Smith. Yeah, and was one four with Alex Smith. Okay. By the way, in the playoffs. Okay, fine. But so play- same amount of wins as Tony Gonzalez. Okay, one playoff. Wow, win. Gonzalez has one playoff win. That's yeah. even worse than I thought. 
So in three years, Kelsey made five playoff games and Gonzalez Robin made seven Kelsey in his whole career? Just, like, their physical ability is also just different. Like, Kelsey does operate more of a receiver. Gronk has, has like, three guys hanging off him yeah, look, as he's charging in the end Gronk, zone. It's if just Tony different. Gonzalez played 10 years with Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe. That's how I know I'm right. I don't we know. would not be having this conversation. Maybe. It just would be over. Maybe. Tony would be 100%, no doubt about it. You guys wouldn't be maybe. arguing. Like, or maybe it would be over. That's maybe it. Tony Gonzalez is a loser like Randy Moss, no. and they wouldn't have won. The entire he's a choker country and a loser. will debate Gronk and Kelsey, and I just love our can for no, writing look, for entire Tony country's Gonzalez. wrong. I want to be clear on this. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Tangway, sometimes genius walks alone. I want to be clear on this. I, I recently changed my stance on Kelsey. He passed Jerry Rice for the most postseason production, and he won another title last year. Like, this has changed for me in, like, the last calendar year. I don't like Jerry Rice because he never blocked. I was always – right, exactly. Did Jerry Rice block? Genius walks alone. I'm used to it. Did Barry Sanders block? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Why do you care about that? Travis – you can't cover Travis Cause Kelsey. Because it's a major part of the tight end position. No, it's it's not. not the same as a receiver. No, yes, it, it isn't. Is. No, it isn't. Oh, Christian Fourier, please call in and talk about blocking. Yeah, good blocker. I just, like, to me, like, to me, I just, do you think he was a block first tight end? Was that a shot fired across the bow? Christian Fourier, were you a block first tight end? No, you were not. So, no, it's not that important. It's not that important. Uh-oh. Can you so catch? I saw there was like there's like these uh, killer hey, what was, whales. What did you have written into your contract? Was it all the blocks you had, all the pancakes you had, or touchdowns and catches and yards? What's more important, please? This is what I find insulting. Mike and in, uh, Fairhaven, go ahead, Mike. 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 How many mics in Fairhaven? I used to be? listen to you on. I used to listen to you on uh, on the other show, man. Uh-huh. Like, and I, I I know you're just a troll, like because you clearly never coached or played. I or, did not. I did, did not coach. Else. I did not coach or play. No, I did not. You coached. You you, you clearly didn't. Mike, you coached. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Still do. Where? Um. Here's the thing, though. I'm not going to get into it right now. The but NFL. I, I no, but the the NFL, though, I right? Get, um, not that far below it. Okay, um, college. So here's the deal, right? Mike, you I, ever been I, to the Marion uh, General Store? I love that. I General have. It's store. a nice. It's a nice. It's a nice spot. It's okay, a nice spot. go ahead. Hey, but, but, but I've never. The, but I've never watched football. You want to say? No. Yeah. You, you probably haven't. If you have, if you say, I mean, again, I know you're just trolling. I mean, trying to compare, trying to compare Gronk and Kelsey is like trying to compare Steve Robinson and, and Dave Cullinane. <laughs> I mean, Steve Robinson is that higher than Dave Cullinane. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I do. No, so you know what? I do. I do know exactly. It's, 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 it's difficult shoes to fill, right? I understand exactly where he's coming from on that. It, it, it's difficult. To me, when it comes to Travis Kelsey, it's, it's, it should not be a hot take for passing Jerry Rice as the most productive receiver of all time. And now I haven't watched football. I think um, people just love Gronk and they want to protect Yeah, I get Gronk. that. And I'll even meet you in the middle with what you said and what Andy Hart said, that that at his peak he was better. Well, fine. But, again, I don't know that that's how we talk about the Tom Brady debate. We don't say at his peak he was the greatest of all time. Like, Mahomes might have at his peak that's what might Brady be better. Did, that's because Brady's overall resume is so incredible that you wouldn't go to that argument. Yeah, no, you have to go there when the resume is not as good. I agree. Well, you have to shorter, go. Gronk's resume is lived career. Gronk's resume is not as good. Right, but that should work against Gronk. Okay. But I res- again, I respectfully Brady's, disagree. Brady's health and longevity is a massive, Is it possible massive that we, part. Re- we respect different aspects of the position? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't mind people who argue Gronk over Kelsey. I just, it's, I don't think it's a hot take to say Kelsey. That's my only point. Uh, meanwhile, joining us for none of this on the Harbor One hotline is Tommy Curran. He's brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? 
Tremendous. How are you, Jonesy? Hi, Mego. Hi, Christian. Hello, Tom. We're doing well. We're just arguing about tight ends here, but we don't need to waste our time on that. Uh, we, We played a ton of audio from your Patriots Talk podcast with Joe Dickinson. The throwing coach for Mac Jones, going back to age 11, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting revelations in there, including after Mac's rookie year that Joe went to Mac and recommended him asking for a trade out of New England. Uh, what jumped out to you from that interview? That did to a degree. What also jumped out to me is Joe obviously has a major dog in the fight, that being Mac Jones, was Jones' response. No, 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 no. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to make it work. I want to be a New England Patriot. I want to succeed here. I want to be the next Tom Brady. I can do those things. I think what jumped out to me was more or less Joe Dickinson stamping as fact in a more direct line fashion that he wasn't nurtured. They didn't do anything to help him out. And really, when it came down to it, I said this to him at some point as we were talking for 45 minutes. You know, Joe, the whole thing didn't disintegrate because of X's and O's or lack of arm strength or anything. It disintegrated because of relationships. It disintegrated because Bill didn't have a successor. When the successor was installed, Mac didn't trust the successor. Eventually, Mac spoke out and gesticulated towards the sideline about the successor. And once he did that, he was a snot-nosed kid who was going to get put in his place, and he did. So it ruined And in doing so, Patriots went 4-13. and Bill lost his job. And Mac's probably going to lose his job, or actually already has. So, yay! <laughs> but that's honestly what freaking happened. That's what happened. So it feels like we're in store for a complete rebuild. I mean, I don't know how right. you categorize it any other way, Tom. A total rebuild. How long does it take, in your mind, before the Patriots are anything of substance again? Depends how many of these things they hit, Mego. For instance... You have a first-year head coach, a first-year offensive coordinator, most likely, if Nick Cayley is announced in the near future, a first-year defensive coordinator, first-year special teams coach. Everything is accelerated because they went 4-13. and 13. The in- initial intent was Bill and Gerard both expire after 24. We'll see where things are. Gerard will be the successor, most likely. It all got accelerated. So now they're in this limbo year in which they said, okay, we, we're not going to let Bill – be in charge of the rebuild because he screwed it up two years ago. We don't like the decisions and we want to change the culture. So this year, I hate to say it, it is totally and completely up in the air. They hit on all these things. They got on a hot streak at the blackjack table and everything's coming up 19, 20, and 21. Fantastic. If they miss on some of these three, these things, like the quarterback, like the tackle, like some of their free agent signings because of injuries, scheme mess, misses, or chemistry, where the guy just can't play, you have to give it two or three years to figure out whether or not you missed. Do you think so? Gerard, hit, them all, hit them all, and it could be two years, Mega. Miss them, and it could be five. Do you, do you think Gerard will be given the bandwidth, or that, it, like, if you bring in a new offensive coordinator like Nick Kelly, someone who's doing it for the first time, all these guys on their first go round, like, how long is the leash? It's, uh, look, in 2001, I remember being doing a hit with Dennis and Callahan after the Patriots fell to 0-2 and, and Tom Brady was coming in. And they asking me right after Bledsoe got hurt, will Bill Belichick see the end of his contract? 
And they were at that time five and 13. I said, I hope so, because this is a four year operation. And I do think that they're heading in the right direction. I, I truly believed even before we started playing that Brady would be better than Bledsoe and Bledsoe would never get his job back. I didn't foresee the greatest of all time, but I didn't see Bledsoe ever coming back. All that said, the Patriots went from eight and eight with Pete Carroll in 99 to five and 11 in 2000. They were worse all those things. And then they started 0-2. And, and people were already starting to shift restlessly. That's before they won six championships. If the Patriots go 4-13 and again this year, and there is wasted timeout after penalty, after breakdown, after shutout, how patient will people be? Probably not that patient. Ownership is going to have to rise above it because they decided to move to speed up the timeline christian basically um well okay in terms of speeding up the timeline here there's a couple options they have at the quarterback position and i just want to know what you think percentage wise the possibility is for these three things uh sticking with mac making a uh, pick at third overall or trading for justin fields if those are the three options what would you think is most likely they'd be looking to do i have absolutely no idea what they should do or what their leaning is certainly in Mayo's conversation with Steve Burton, he indicated that it was an important position and they go after talent 1,000%. Is that a tip-off they're going quarterback? I have no idea. So that's one of those, this is an information question. I have nothing. What should they do? What do I think they should do? Those are two different things as well. What do I think they should do? I think I should trade down. I really do. I really think that they should either trade down to somebody who needs a quarterback and add a first-round pick for next year so that you have two, knowing that you're already going to be in the top ten most likely, and now you have two top ten picks for next year, and you drop down, say, no further than eight, nine, or ten, and you add your offensive tackle. Because you're going to most likely, when we really look at it with clear and open eyes, they're not going to get anything out of their rookie quarterback this year. Not with a rookie OC, not with an entire offense being installed, and not with absolutely no industrial um, knowledge being passed on from the veterans who are here. So, sorry, wrong place, wrong time to be drafted quarterbacks. Uh, Tom, I'm curious what's going on with the offensive coordinator search. Like, where, where are they going to land with this? could be done probably by feeling is the sense I'm getting from down there is uh, they're very close and it could be done within, it could be imminently done, put it that way. No, could also not be imminently done and it doesn't happen until sometime tomorrow. Nick Cayley is the front runner as Andrew Callahan has reported as I've heard as well. So that now leapfrogs to the next lily pad of, oh boy, he's only coached tight ends. He's never coached at the front of the room and organized an entire offense. And I don't blame people for feeling that way. It's an awful lot of new guys standing at the front of rooms and as coordinators. And as we've talked about before, Adam, when you're the coordinator, that's, that's what it means. You're not just dealing with the quarterback. You're not just dealing with the scheme. You're making sure the, the offensive line coach is doing his job. The wide receivers coach is doing his job. All the installs are going on the right tempo. There's an unbelievable amount of administrative work that goes into these jobs beyond just saying, here's our, here's our script for the first 25 plays. I don't want to take anything away from Nick Kelly if, if he earns this, wins this position. Is there anything that indicates to you that he 
is getting this position if it's announced and he gets it because it's unattractive to others who don't have such strong ties to the Patriots organization? Yeah, I think that's a fair question to ask. Absolutely. You know, there is so much, as we've expressed time and again, since the opening press conference for Gerard, there's so much uncertainty as to what the direction of this team is. So it's like selling a startup, right? Get in, ground floor, buy in now. We're going to give you equity. You're going to be good to go once this thing hits, and it's going to hit the ground running. We have a vision. We got the number three overall pick. We got a good defense. We have all this money to spend. Get in now. And guys are going to go, ah, I don't know. Do I move my whole family? How's that going to work? And like nine out of ten of them don't work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hoping against hope. To again, imagine this Patriots team is in for a quick turnaround, a la three and fourteen to ten and seven, as as the Texans did, I believe. Might have my numbers off on the record, but it's hoping against hope to have that happen. And even then, Nick Casario had been there for many years and had made bold moves to trade for guys like Laramie Tunsil and to juggle things with Deshaun Watson, and he cycled through failures too. So. There is a little bit of a walk, fall, crawl before you can run that I think exists here, too. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree to disagree on the uh, the Houston one, but we can put that to the side for a moment. I, I'm curious on your thoughts on Tom Brady Jr.'s, who's been doing the, the media rounds here, Fox, uh, the McAfee Show, Cowherd, etc. Uh, your reaction, uh, or what you would think Tom's reaction, rather, is to Tom Brady Sr. Uh, discussing Bill Belichick in the Boston Globe. I don't think he'd be psyched, Jonesy. I think he wants to put the genie back in the bottle. I think, look, he was, nobody spent more time eye-rolling, agitated, distressed, and pissed off about Bill Belichick than Tom Brady did. But I think at this juncture, Tom Brady is absolutely a pragmatist. He is absolutely forward-thinking in what's best for me. And to make an enemy of Bill Belichick before he goes into the booth and needs to be able to lean on Bill if Bill ever gets another job is not what he's looking for. He's not looking to have that angst. He's not looking to have a pissing contest. He is wants to be the bigger man. But that doesn't mean that whatever comes out of his mouth is the God's honest truth. And he can sit in his front car and do an Instagram where he cries about the importance of Bill Belichick. And a lot of people do that about their 50s dad who, <laughs> who would never give him a hug. And my dad made me a stronger person because he never gave me a hug or said, I love you, or kissed me on the forehead. And I owe everything to him. But while it's going on, it sucks. <laughs> so there is that element there. And I, I think that Tom Jr. would probably prefer Tom Sr. let sleeping dogs lie. But there is a paternal protectiveness, I'm sure, that exists when you caused my son a lot of stress and strain because you didn't believe he was good and he was sitting there right in front of you. So why do I have to bend my knee to you? And now, now Bill is, uh, to put it uh, a certain way, in the dumper, uh, according to Tom Brady Sr. Uh, Tom Curran, <laughs> we appreciate the time as always. Uh, check out his work, Patriots Talk Podcast. Uh, you can see him all over NBC Sports Boston. And, of course, Tuesdays and Thursdays here on WEEI, Tuesdays with Gresham Fourier and every Thursday at 3.30. Tom, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Thanks, Tommy. Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline.
His last three or four years are in the dumper, and his interpersonal skills are horrible, is what Tom is Brady Sr. Dumper? said about Doesn't that mean, like, rear end? Uh, what's the dumper? The like toilet? Talk the about toilet? The dumper is an ass. Yeah. yeah, you talk about someone's dumper. Oh, you're in, hey, you're nice in, the, dumper. You're in yeah. someone's dumper? Like, check out that dumper. Yeah, it's more like check out I thought dumper. you were in like, the, like dumps the crapper. Like a truck. Truck, truck. I thought it was like, like you're in the crapper. The dumper. No, I don't think people call butt a, a crapper, but they call this is no, really this you, is really no, high level conversation. Well, that's what I'm saying, but yeah. that's what that's it's what I thought he meant thing. by dumper. You're I think in the that's toilet. what he meant, but maybe he was. I think actually, he misappropriated because he yeah. made it sound like a you know. <laughs> this is my area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our kid's expertise. Booty. Um, yeah, wasn't his? What was his other analogy that was I a little off? Noticed booty. The luster has come off the rose. Yeah, so not you know. Not the most eloquent, I guess, but I liked it. Uh, 617-779-7937. You miss any of Tommy Curran, check it out. Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. It's free. It's easy. Uh, And you can use the rewind feature to listen to interviews like Curran or Brian Scalabrini, Rob Bradford, everybody else here on Jones and Mega with Arcan. Uh, Celtics and Lakers tonight. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. That stinks. Uh, Jalen Brown, I think, is going to play. Is he overrated? Uh, this came up today. Some in the league feel that way. Let's get to it next. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. Crossing skates, 129 to 124. The game itself had 81 at the first half. Looks like he can run away and hide. You know, we got to be battle-tested. We got to be able to fight through expectations, fight through being up 20, and then somebody having a great third quarter, and then finishing games. Um, feels easy the whole time. Then... I mean, what's the fun in that, right? But I think being able to, <clears throat> again, I no, I, I don't like blowing leads like that. But um, I think being able to battle back and win those is, is huge for us. Drew Holiday the other night after the Celtics blew a giant lead against the Pacers, still came back to win. Uh, Celtics and Lakers tonight, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis. And I, I get it. Like, if you... It's the one time they're here. It sucks. It's the one time they're here. What wasn't this a stretch for a while? Refresh my memory. Like Durant didn't play for like three straight years in Boston or mm. something like that. Kyrie B- too. Back in like his OKC days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie was a little different. Yeah. That was a little more manufactured. But like, I feel like these guys from the Western Conference, they're here once. And it's Celtics Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis are taking the night off. Like that stinks. That stinks. Weak. It really is. Davis didn't play in the last game. He didn't play against Atlanta, but LeBron did. And here's what I don't get. It's not a Uh, Mm back-to-back. It's not like they played on Wednesday night last night. It's not like they play on Friday. So I don't get what the hell they need this time off for. Maybe they just don't want to get embarrassed. Okay. Do you think that's what it is? you think they're ducking them? Maybe a little bit. Arkan, is that what you think? I think there's something to that. I do think that they're not 100%. Here's the injuries, by the way. LeBron, LeBron's, yeah. fi- LeBron's fine. Anthony Davis no, no, has no, the rest of the team. bilateral Achilles tendinopathy and left hip spasm. And LeBron has... That sounds le- like just being Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, LeBron has left ankle peroneal tendinopathy. Yeah, those are made up injuries. Who else they're is both, out? They're both, those both sound fake. They're both fine. They're who, both fine. Who else is out for the Lakers, though? Don't they have a bunch? Oh, I don't know. Are there more guys out? I don't. I think I, it's just those. Two. I guess I just don't care oh, about. I thought their, that they had. More. I don't care about the rest of their roster. Yeah. Is Jared Vanderbilt out? Like, what do I care? Well, D'Angelo Russell's not going to. So you know, like, no, those are fake injuries. Those aren't real injuries. I mean, maybe they're dealing with something, but this is injury management, right? This is load management. Right. Those aren't real injuries. We have a ruling on dumper from the text line. The term dumper from years ago was the toilet. 
Now somebody has a nice dumper. It has a different yeah, right. meaning. It means it's their okay. nice butt. How old, is Tom, how old is Tom Brady Sr.? 80? Didn't we look this up the other day? He's, he's like 78. He's hip on the lingo. So what do you think he, what do you think he meant? He meant in the crap. He meant dumps like a no, truck. No, we know what he meant. Truck, yeah. Truck. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why, but that's, yeah, that's how I took it. Mm. Bill's in the toilet. Yes. Not in somebody's no. backside. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, clearing that up on Brady Sr. Uh, Tommy Curran thinks that Tom Brady Jr. not a fan of the commentary. He told us as much uh, earlier this year when, what were we asking him about? Were we asking him about when Brady Sr. called Tom Curran? Like when, when the damn rights thing, wasn't that what we were asking rights? about? Yeah. And Tom Brady wasn't very happy about that? I don't think so. I think Curran had said that. And so I'm saying, this is not, no. And he that, was not he, thrilled. I just, I know he said at one point Brady wasn't happy with his dad. I can't remember the comments, but he wouldn't read it as uh, being thrilled about this either. Fanning any flames with Bill Belichick. Although, you know, maybe Brady just feels bad about it. He's like, I won this so handily, I don't need to lean on him. Like, hey, Dad, chill out, would you? I think he just wants to stay out of the mud. If Brady was so upset by this, don't you think he would have gone to his dad and said, Dad, come on, like, enough's enough. I'm not playing anymore. Could you stop doing this interview? Can you, you stop with all of this? If you, if you tell one and of your... And his dad just says, bleep you, I'm going to go talk to whoever I want If you tell your parents what to do, how do they usually take to that? I mean, I don't think I ever asked them something like that, but I feel like if I did, they'd be like, okay, if it's really important to you, I'll stop. In my experience... I'll stop with the media availabilities and doing interviews. In my experience, people in their 70s pushing 80 not, not don't exactly like to be told what to do. And so, yeah, whatever. You're my kid. I'm going to defend you. Like, I think, that's, I think that's what he's doing. Whether Brady, meaning Tom Jr., likes it or not. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. I was reading Zach Lowe today and his all-star ballot. Uh, just just by way of note, Tatum's starting the all-star game. He has Jalen Brown as a reserve, and he does have Derek White on the all-star team as an injury replacement. Uh, look, I'd be stunned if Derek White makes the all-star team, but he's had a great year, and more and more reputable people, not just like random Celtics blogs, but more and more reputable people are talking up Derek White as an all-star. If he makes it, all have been wrong. I, I thought that was a joke when people were bringing that up. Because I'm like, there's no way he'll make it over Jalen or Porzingis and guys like this. He does have Jalen Brown as a reserve, but this line jumped out to me. I know it jumped out to you too, Arkan. Uh, he says, time for the Jalen Brown conversation. He's a tad overrated. He's averaging 23 points a game, down from almost 27 last year. Advanced numbers frown upon him, likely due to his unreliable decision-making. What is he talking about? Jalen Brown's unreliable as a decision-maker? Is there a decision to be made, or does he just plow through the three defenders? I'm not an ambi-turner. He's uh, averaging almost four assists a game against two and a half turnovers. Can't turn left. Those advanced numbers <laughs> paint him as a mediocre and sometimes inattentive defender. There are some smart executives and coaches, and this to me is more, this carries more weight than Zach Lowe. Like, some, is there some smart writer. people? No, no, just some writer saying he's a tad overrated. People in the league, executives and coaches, aren't sure if Brown is the second or even third best player on the Celtics. A Come good, to my side, people. A good chunk of them, probably a majority, would nominate White. This is not your side. Oh, no, White no. as no. Boston's second All-Star. Yeah. What? Yes. That's crazy. Okay. Arkin, you agree with this, so you want to take this first? Um, do, Did I agree that Brown might be the second or third best player on the team? The way he's playing this year, I mean, I think he's probably the second most talented player on the team. But Derek White has 
in many cases this year, many instances, been a more integral player and, uh, and outplayed him, I think. Same with Porzingis. I think you can make the case for both of them. Um, the difference is Porzingis misses a ton of games, mm-hmm. and White hasn't. White's been pretty much there the whole time, and, you know, it's he's not going to get it because he's a guard, and all the East guards are pretty much spoken for here but in the front court as uh, low pointed out you know you could you could have room for another all-star the Celtics should have two all-stars and it'll probably be brown just based on that if it's between him and porzingis it's brown based on the amount of game he doesn't you think porzingis is the second best celtic he doesn't or most important he doesn't second have most him, important he doesn't have him on the roster anywhere most valuable is what i'd say he's the second most valuable uh he hasn't played enough games i think to garner that honor like i'm not saying by any rules i'm just saying he hasn't earned that honor but i also just Jalen is always going to be considered o- overrated right now because, because he's the, the best played, paid player in the league. Yeah. Like, of course, of course. And his numbers have gone down. And his numbers have gone yeah, but everybody's but that, numbers okay, generally have gone they're down. They're not just saying he's overrated because of his contract. They're saying they'd take Derek White and maybe Porzingis over that, him. That's just people who are getting intrigued by the other starters. Maybe. Or maybe Jalen Brown's a little overrated. What do you guys think? 617-779-7937. We'll get back into our big question of the day. Uh, Justin Fields, you want him here on the Patriots? Should they trade for him? Um, We'll also get to the latest on Bill Belichick and his job status. Spoiler alert, he doesn't have one. We'll do that next.